You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host. Thank you for joining in with us uh, to listen to this message. I preached recently at our home church uh, called the Pentecostal Church of Harvey, Illinois. And uh, yeah, a faith building message. And um, yeah, I believe that you're going to be encouraged and uh, uplifted and i entitled this as you can see it is finished oh yes it is it is finished the work uh the price what jesus did is finished that's right and that means that you can have victory in whatever area you need it if it be healing or deliverance breaking of addictions whatever it might be it is finished that's the last words he said on the cross because the full redemptive price was paid for that's right it was fully paid for for healing deliverance salvation and whatever it might be well i want you to be encouraged today and uh, so this is a longer than our normal podcast is a full message preached live at the church and um, i want you to be encouraged like i said so take a listen and uh, don't forget to share this on your favorite social media all right you be blessed Well, praise the Lord. I want to tell you about my newest book. Hey, this is September of 2022, and I just released, just published in Amazon and Kindle my ninth book, and I'm super excited to tell you. And it is the heartbeat uh, of my ministry and the greatest desire that I have. And the title of the book is How to Help someone receive the Holy Ghost how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost I encourage you to go to Amazon go to Kindle get a copy take a look at my new book and of course in Amazon as you may know you can always open that up and read a little bit in the book so I encourage you to take a look at how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost this is for the altar worker the person that is passionate about helping people receive this wonderful gift it's for the person that has that altar working uh desire in his heart to, to help help people be born again of the spirit of god hallelujah and if that's you if you're interested in this subject well take a look at the book i believe my 40 years experience might have some great takeaways for you and uh to be encouraged and walk in this ministry and to walk in this gift. All right, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm glad I have a God here that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. 
Oh, hallelujah. I do want to give honor to Pastor Cox, and he's not here, but still I want to give him honor and thank him for this opportunity to preach the word of the Lord here for a few minutes. And, and Sister Cox and their family, precious, precious family. We love them so dearly, don't we? Amen. Let's just give the Lord a hand praise for them tonight. Thank God. What an incredible vision he has, and God is using him to perform it. That's so wonderful, so wonderful. Just glad to be part of it tonight in my little way, and be just to be here to minister the word of the Lord tonight. Well, if you would, let's just reach to somebody that's standing right near you, and uh, let's just have a word of prayer one more time. And you pray for me tonight, and let's pray for yourself tonight, will you? That you might receive the word of the Lord. Father, thank you for this night. I pray, Lord, for each one that's in, in the house. I pray that uh, you open the ears and open the hearts of the people, that they could clearly receive the word of the Lord. And God, put the words of the Lord on my lips, on my mouth. Let my tongue be that of a ready scribe, Lord Jesus. Tonight, we need you in this house. We need you desperately, Lord, for the next little while. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Can I get a little bit more mic? I probably won't scream or anything tonight. Sometimes I do get pretty loud, I know. But right now, I don't feel like I will. But who knows, I might change my mind. So just watch out. Amen. You may be seated for a minute. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Praise God. You know, Jesus said one time, he said, um, he said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Now, catch what he said. The words that he speaks, they are spirit and they are life. And that's true for you, too. The words that you speak, they are spirit and they will produce life, or they can produce death. Was it in Proverbs? He says that uh, uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So what you say is incredibly important, so vital. And that's why, <clears throat> you know, the power, Brother Wellman, thank you as well. Thank you for your, your leadership, and I respect you so high as well. Uh, but Brother Wilman, you know, the, the voice of the gossiper can emit such a spirit uh, to a person. I, I remember, I don't even remember who it was that said it. I don't remember even what was said. It was years ago. But I remember <clears throat> somebody said something about somebody to me, uh, fairly negative. And I didn't have those feelings about that person at all that they spoke about. And when they said it, I didn't believe it. When they said it, I didn't agree with it. You know what I mean? But I have to admit, it still did something to me. It still did something to me that I had to shake off because there was a spirit there that was emitted to me. And I want to encourage you, if anybody speaks negatively in your ear or in your presence, you get away. Amen. If you have to resist them or get away, do not listen. Do not let those things come into your ears, if you can at all help it, because they will seek to destroy you. Amen. That is a spirit. There is a power in the spirit of the gossiper. I'm not going to talk about that tonight, but I felt to say that. 
Praise God, because we need to walk in victory, and you cannot walk in victory when you have aught against your brother and your sister. You're just not in victory. I want to be in victory, don't you? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read a verse from John chapter 19 and 30. I'll ask you to stand for the reading of this verse. I've got several we're going to read tonight. Thank the Lord. I'm glad for the Holy Ghost tonight. God can do more in just a few moments than we can do in hours and days and whatever. All of, all of our efforts uh, are so futile uh, compared to what God can do in just moments. And God wants to do things here tonight in this service. He wants to do something. I have, I have a word for you tonight from the Lord, and God wants to do things. Now, it's, of course, up to me to let him. It's up to you to let him. And I want to do everything I can to let God do whatever he wants to do. Amen. It's not going to come by a great uh, oratory of speech from me, but it's going to come because somebody decided to believe God. It's going to be because somebody in this place has decided to believe the Lord. John nineteen thirty. when Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, he's hanging on the cross, get the picture, he's dying, he's almost gone at this point, he's been hanging there six hours, three hours of daylight, three hours of darkness, it's dark now in the middle of the day, and um, he received the vinegar, and when he received it, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Let's lift our hands and praise the Lord, because it is finished tonight. Thank you, Lord, that it's finished Lord, we just praise you for that tonight. Thank you for that word, Lord, those three words. Thank you, Jesus, for those three words tonight. It is finished. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's lift our voices a little higher, if you don't mind. Let's lift our voices a little bit more to the Lord. Come on, let's give him some praise because it is finished. That's right. I said it's finished tonight. Thank the Lord for the victory. Thank the Lord for the victory. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Let's clap our hands to the Lord in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Great is the Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. He knows all things. He knows the end from the beginning tonight. There's nothing withholding from him. He knows your intricate needs of your heart, your thoughts, your mind. Amen. He knows your body, what you're missing, what you need. He knows the pain in your body. He knows what you've been through, what you went through as a child. He knows the, the situations, the abuses you've been through. And God has come here tonight to minister to somebody. God has come into this house tonight to, to deliver somebody, amen, from their own self. Hallelujah. He's coming delivered to deliver you tonight from your past and from your sickness and from your disease. Amen. We're going to set our faith on him, and God's going to do a holy work. You may be seated. Don't let your past define you. It's not who you were or what has happened to you. It means nothing. People will judge you because of what you've been through. It doesn't mean anything. We shouldn't be like that. I don't know that any of us are like that, but I have met people like that. Haven't you? We don't want, we should not judge someone because of what they have been through or the mistakes even that they have made. Because right now, right now they are a person that may be way different than they were 10 years ago. 
Praise God. So it's not who you've been, it's who you are and who you're going to be. Because God is taking you from faith to faith, and he's taking you from righteousness to righteousness. Let's say those words again. It is finished. Amen. That's what I want to preach about tonight. It is finished. Amen. Everything Jesus did is finished. It's paid for. And uh, I'm always trying to figure him out. I'm always trying to figure out what he's going to do next. I'm always trying to, I am, I, that's just, I, I guess that's just my humanity. I don't know if that's doubt or if I'm just curious. I want to know what he's doing. Amen. I want to know. And sometimes um, he shows me. Once in a while, he shows me a little bit. Thank the Lord. And once in a while, he shows you, no doubt, a little bit too. Let's go to Romans 4.17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Abraham's referring to, before him whom he, be, he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. I'm glad it's finished tonight. Amen. He calleth those things which be not as though they were. We're not being dishonest when we claim the promises of God. We're not telling lies when you say I'm healed and you still have pain in your body. Because we have to speak where the word speaks. We have to say what the word says. And when we say something different, we are contrary to the word. Jesus said to his disciples one time, let these sayings sink down into your ears. He wanted to get in those ears and get down into their heart. Calleth those things which be not as though they were. Sometimes you got to talk to your problem. you got to talk to your sickness. Jesus talked to a tree. He said, say to the mountain. If Jesus talked to a tree, why can't you talk to your headache? Why can't I talk to the backache? Why can't you talk to that pain in your body? Why can't you talk to that depression? I'm telling you, we can tonight. That's right, we can tonight, and you've got authority, and you've got power by the Holy Ghost and by the name of Jesus. You're not going to get power. You've got power. Acts one, listen, listen to Acts 1 and 8. We misunderstand Acts 1 and 8 because of the way it's written. But it says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It sounds like it's going to come sometime later after that. But actually, when you look at it in the Greek, it means that you shall receive power while the Holy Ghost is coming upon you. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive power to do exploits, to call those things which be not as though they were. So let's have a little exercise here for a minute. Praise God. Let's have a little exercise. We're going we're gonna to do some confession here in just a minute. You know why? Faith, faith has got to disregard all of the symptoms so you've got symptoms in your life. You've got symptoms in your body. You have symptoms in your family, maybe in your finances. You've got symptoms. Your symptoms tell you that things aren't well, that things aren't good, or that your body is not well, and, and this and that is wrong. But we've got to learn to ignore our symptoms. We've got to learn to ignore our senses. Your senses will lie to you. Is that Isaiah 53? Who have believed our report? The prophet said, who hath believed our report? Amen. I, I want to believe the report of the Lord. The doctor's report may say one thing. 
Amen. The, the, the other may say, here's the report that we have for you. But I, I want to believe the report of this holy book tonight. I said, I want to re- believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. And call those things which be not as though they were. See, your faith is going to disregard all symptoms. And you're going to believe the work is done because it is finished. Because it is literally finished. See, we've got ourselves, uh, I'm going to be healed in future tense, or we've got ourselves, well, I'm being healed. Uh, I don't know what you call that. And I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty. Say, I'm being healed. I'm being healed. But Jesus said the work is finished. It is finished. The healing is finished. Your deliverance is finished. It's done. There's nothing else that's got to happen. All we have to do is simply believe that it's finished and speak like it's finished and act like it's finished. Come on. You can't believe something. You can't believe one thing and act like something else. Our actions must line up with our faith, and our faith must line up with our actions. It must line up with the word of God because he said it is finished. And we need to call those things which be not as though they were. That doesn't mean, well, if I have a headache, I'm not to say, well, I don't have a headache. But I do have a right to say I'm healed. It doesn't mean I deny the pain and pretend it's not there. But it does mean that I have a right to say I am healed by his stripes. The pain doesn't mean anything. The pain doesn't doesn't have any, uh, have any uh, right to claim anything. The, the symptoms or the diagnosis doesn't have a right because it is finished, and we call those things which be not as though they were. So let's stand, and we're going to do a confession here tonight over ourselves. And you may do this, and if you don't, well, this is good training for you here for the next couple minutes because you should do this at home. Praise God. You should do this on your own without being asked to, maybe you don't know to, or maybe you haven't heard, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, you've got to just, sometimes you've got to confess. You have a pain in your body tonight, or you have a condition in your life. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to put our hand on, on our body, or we're going to put our hand on our head, whatever you want to do, and we're going to speak to uh, conditions, and we're going to tell them to go. If it be something in your mind, if it be depression, I believe depression can be completely defeated in somebody's life tonight. You that are carrying around depression, it does not have to walk out that door with you, get in the car with you, go home and walk in that house with you when you take off your coat and lay down with you and go to sleep with you or you try to go to sleep tonight, I believe that depression can go to hell tonight. I said, I believe it can go to hell tonight where it needs to go. Hallelujah. God did not put that on you, and that's not the will of God, but I'm here to preach deliverance to the captives. I'm I'm here to preach some healing to the sick tonight. I'm here to preach faith to some hearers in this place. Let's put our hand on our head or your body part if you want to, and I want you to confess with me, in the name of Jesus, I have victory. In the name of Jesus, I'm healed. In the name of Jesus, I will not have depression. In the name of Jesus, every symptom must go. In the name of Jesus, I do not believe the symptoms. Somebody needs to get bodacious. Y'all too quiet. We need to get upset at the devil. 
in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to have what the devil wants to put on me. I said, I'm not going to have what the devil wants to put on me. It ain't living with me and I ain't living with it. I'm going to walk in victory. Say it, I'm going to walk in victory in the name of Jesus. Let's clap our hands and shout unto the Lord right now. Shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Great is the Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. He knows all things. There's nothing withholding from him. All things are naked and open before him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The arm of the Lord is not shortened that he cannot save. His ear is not heavy that he cannot hear. He hears the prayer of the righteous and the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Oh, we need to shout because we got victory tonight. <coughs> oh, yes. Look at somebody say the devil's a liar. Say it again. The devil's a liar. I'm not going to believe his junk. He tries to tell me stuff just like he tries to tell you stuff. And you got to tell him, devil, you're a liar. At home, in your bedroom, in the bathroom, at the office, at work, outside, in the store. Devil, you're a liar. I ain't having it. You got to tell him, devil, you're a liar. I ain't having it. Ignoring some people works, but ignoring the devil don't always work. The Bible says resist him and he will flee. Now, I believe we need to walk submitted. The Bible says uh, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, you may be seated if you want to. But I believe my goal is to walk in submission to the Lord. So that at any time, night or day, that I can resist the devil and he's got to flee. I don't want to have to go pray for an hour and try to submit to God. No, I would have done had prayed my hour or done whatever I need to do, amen, and tell that devil where to go. You got to open your mouth, people. You got to open your mouth when you're at home and you're at work. You got to talk to that stuff. You got to say to the mountain, be thou removed. Luke 1, Now, this ain't going to be nothing fancy tonight, but I, I intend on building your faith with the word of the Lord. And I'm expecting to hear about some miracles that takes place here tonight and deliverance in this house. Before there's an altar service, I believe somebody's going to get their deliverance. While you're sitting in your pew or you're standing at your seat, somebody's going to get the deliverance they need. Now, I believe this, Brother Wellman. I believe it's Acts chapter 10. The Bible says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. Now, I believe that while I'm preaching the word tonight, I believe deliverance can fall on them which hear the word. I believe that healing can fall on them which hear the word. I believe the Holy Ghost can fall on them which hear the word. Luke 137, for with God, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Somebody say nothing. For with God, nothing shall be impossible unto you. I like that word nothing. I don't like it when it pertains to my bank account. That's not a good word on that day. There's nothing there to my wife. <laughs> we have said it. <laughs> Anybody with me? 
For with God, nothing shall be impossible. A couple different ways you can take that. In other words, God can do anything. Or you can take it another way. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. God, it's impossible for God to do nothing. In other words, God's going to do something because it's impossible for him to do nothing. He's going to do something. He's going to honor your faith. You say, well, I don't have any faith, Brother Otis. You've got faith. You may not know it, but you've got faith. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you're full of faith. You just got to get it stirred up sometime. So you've got the Holy Ghost because faith comes with the Holy Ghost because faith is a fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, so you've got, the, you've got faith with the Holy Ghost, and we need to stir it up sometimes by the preaching of the Word of God or by the reading or prayer and fasting. We've got to stir up our faith tonight, and that's what we're going to try to do. Why? Because with God, nothing shall be impossible. Luke 18, 27, and he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. It, you may have tried every way you know how to fix that situation. Now, we've come in here with health conditions, some of us, possibly tonight, and we have had them so long that we have accepted them as part of our person. And when somebody says we're going to pray for the sick, we don't even think about those conditions because we have so accepted them. We have, they are so part of us, but I don't want to be guilty of saying, well, my disease or my headache, or my this, or my that. I don't want to claim that. I don't want to claim it. It ain't mine. It's the devil's. Hallelujah. God don't put sickness on us. He don't put depression on us. He has come to set the captive free. Depression is captivity. I said depression is captivity. Sickness and disease is captivity. And he took stripes. And when he took those stripes, then he hung on that tree and died. Be moments before he died, he said, it is finished. What's finished? Oh, your redemption is finished. Your healing is finished. Your forgiveness is finished. Your deliverance. It's finished. All of it's paid for. It's finished. Somebody say it's finished. I hope I can get that through to you tonight like it got through to me the last couple days. It is finished. It literally is. There's nothing more you can add to it. For me to go on and say, well, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting healed. I'm getting healed. I, I'm being healed. Well, I, I've not accepted it as being Finished. Because when I'm saying that, I'm not saying it's finished. I'm saying it's not finished, but it's going to be. God does not want us confessing in the going to be. He does not want us confessing in, in the, as a future promise. Amen. We need to claim what he said. By his stripes I am healed, present tense. Uh, that's in 1 Peter 2.24. And then Isaiah 53.5, maybe I've got them backwards. Uh, it says... By his stripes you were healed, past tense. But we don't have a scripture that says by his stripes you're going to be healed. We don't have one like that. There's, it's not in the book. Why? Because it is finished. I'm telling you, church, it is finished tonight. Whatever you're going through in your mind, in your body, it is finished. You don't have to suffer anymore. Why suffer when others are being healed? Why suffer when others are being delivered? Why suffer when he's paid the full price? He wants you healed. He wants you free. He wants you delivered. That addiction's got to break tonight. If you want it to break, it'll be broken tonight. Whatever that addiction is tonight, 
Whatever it is, don't matter. It don't matter what it is. Maybe nobody knows but you. It doesn't matter. God can break that thing tonight if you want it broken. If you want it broken, he'll break it tonight. Again, I'm believing that somebody's going to get their deliverance in the next few moments. That's right. I believe that word has enough power. I believe, it's, I believe it has that much power. He sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. What did his word do? It went out and it was sent. And when it was going, it went to heal. It went to deliver and it filled them with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 10. It is finished. Oh, thank the Lord. The things which are impossible with men, as I, I can't do very much in this life. I don't have too much authority in this life. I don't have much power in this life. I'm so very limited, and so are you. So there's not too much possible with me. No, no, there's not too much possible with me. But with God, all things are possible. I can take all of my impossibilities, and you can take all of your impossibilities. I don't know if that's proper grammar or not, but you know what I mean. You can take that to the bank. You can take that. That is the word of the Lord tonight because it is finished. Now, say it is finished. The work in my body is finished. Say it. Say it again. The work in my body is finished. The work in my mind is finished. All depression must go. Say it. All depression must go. Somebody say now. Now. Right now in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give him praise for it. Hallelujah. 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 Now in the name of Jesus. I said now in the name of Jesus. He's given you an eye power over all sickness and disease. He's given you power over sickness and disease. You, you may have never said that to yourself, but you need to say that to yourself. You have power over sickness and disease, over devils. You have power through the Holy Ghost. I remember years ago when I first said that to myself. I said, I, I said to myself, I have power over all sickness and disease. And I felt a little funny saying that. But I said, it's right. It's Scripture. And I kept saying it. And years later, I'm still saying it. Oh, my faith is not always perfect, and your faith is not always perfect. But we have the power. Amen. God's not going to honor uh, your prayers without faith. You could pray all night long. You could pray all night long. You could pray for a whole week without stopping on one subject. But if you don't believe, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. You've got to have faith. Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood, she pressed through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment, suffered 12 long years. Doctors made her broke. She didn't have anything left. But she said within herself, she didn't say it to God, but God heard her. She said, if I... Is, If I can touch just the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That was her faith. That was her point of contact was touching the hem of his garment. She didn't even know about a point of contact, but it worked, and it does work. When she touched the hem of his garment, he said, who touched me? There was a woman bent over for 18 years. Wasn't it 18 years? She had a spirit of infirmity. The Bible says she had a spirit of infirmity. There were two miracles that took place that day. Two miracles that took place when Jesus called her a daughter of Abraham. She wasn't a sinner. She was a daughter of Abraham. But she had a spirit. Somebody say she had a spirit. It was a spirit of infirmity. She was bowed together. She was bowed all the way over. But Jesus did two things. First of all, he spoke to the spirit. 
and he commanded it to leave her. And he got her deliverance. That was one miracle. He got her deliverance. The spirit left her. Now he reached over and touched her, the second miracle, and he imparted healing to her body that now her body would be made whole. Everything that was damaged, her bones, her ligaments and joints, and everything that was destroyed over the years of being bent over so long, now all of that was healed. She was delivered of the spirit that was afflicting her, but then he reached over and touched her, and she got a healing in her body, and she stood up straight. However you want to look at whatever you need tonight, Jesus is in the house to do a miracle. I didn't give them the verse, but Matthew 17, 20, the latter part of that says, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. That's right, nothing shall be impossible unto you because of your faith. He said to the woman with the issue of blood, thy faith hath made thee whole. He didn't say your prayers have made you whole. Jesus didn't say I made you whole. Jesus didn't say I healed you. Jesus didn't say anything, but thy faith has made you whole. Her faith caused the healing to happen. And tonight, your faith is going to cause your healing to happen. Tonight, your faith is going to cause your deliverance to happen. Your addiction to break, the chain that's in your life, is going to snap and fall in pieces tonight. And I believe it's happening for somebody right now. Somebody's getting their victory in the house tonight, right now. Somebody say right now. I believe it. Yeah. Ask the man that was thrown on the bones of Elijah. Ask him. Ask him if there's anything too hard for God. Ask him if there's anything God can't do. Yeah, did you hear about that story, young people? See, there, Elijah was dead, right? He was in his tomb. He was dead for years. His bones was in there. And they took another dead man, and they threw him in the tomb where Elijah's was. And then he landed on Elijah's skeleton. And when he landed on Elijah's skeleton, the man's eyes opened up, and he took a breath, and he sat up, and he stood up, and he was made whole for whatever he died from. Oh, don't tell me God can't do anything. God can do anything that we can believe him for. Now, I was listening to Brother T.W. Barnes. He's dead and gone, but oh, my, what, what, a, what a faith he had. But I want to tell you a, a story because what God can do when somebody will believe People that believed God weren't even prayed for but got a miracle because they believed the word. He talked about preaching in a service, and there was a woman that had a growth on the side of her head about the size of a grapefruit. And he was just preaching faith, just talking about it a little bit. He said just kind of touching on it. And all of a sudden, this woman that didn't know God, first time, uh, one of the first times there in church, was actually kind of scared of the church, didn't know what to think about it. She was a guest, but when he was just touching on it, all of a sudden, and Brother Tenney was there, and Brother Tenney witnessed a woman, this growth on the side of her head suddenly just went down and disappeared, and she screamed and ran to the front of the church with nobody up there and said, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Instantly, just by somebody talking about the word. No one prayed for her. No one touched her. That's my point tonight. No one has to touch you. And we do that. That is biblical. But I'm saying God can do it. Amen. He can just pour it out. I said he can just pour it out. Hallelujah. <clears throat> 
Now, this was many years ago before goiters were, had all this medical treatments that they have now. And you know, if you know what a goiter is, some of you may not know, younger people, but it's a growth that happens on the side of the neck, and there's conditions in the body that causes that. And nowadays they have treatments and things, and you rarely see anybody with a goiter. But anyway, in those days there was no treatment, little or no treatment at all. But in one service, in one service, there were, he said, 25 visible growths, and many of them were goiters. 25 that were instantly healed and disappeared in one church service. I'm telling you, God can do it. That's right. And, and, and then, brother, I like this part here. Uh, brother Barnes says, well, Lord, he said to himself later, he said, Lord, what about these glasses I wear? He said, I'm praying for the sick, you know. He said, I'm wearing these glasses. You know what the Lord told him? He said, don't you worry about them glasses. He said, maybe they won't look at you so much and they'll look more at me. Because you know what? We can't do anything but believe with you. God is the healer. God is the healer tonight. He's able tonight to do whatever we need him to do in this house. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Let's thank him for what he's doing right now. I mean right now, very this very second, what he's doing in this place. There was an old preacher by the name of Joe Duke, and he's been passed away, but he had such an apostolic ministry. He, he was apostolic. We're talking about apostolic men here. And uh, it, it was common in his revival services in those days, they would bring the blind, and the blind would come. There could be three or four or five or seven or eight, whatever, line up, because he had such a ministry for, for, for praying with the blind, and the blind would see those that have never seen and healed one after another, just walk down and touch them, and he pray a little prayer, and them healed. And then later on in life, uh, with this kind of ministry, he, he himself uh, contracted a, a disease in his eyes. And Brother uh, Joe Duke became blind himself. Isn't this crazy? Sounds crazy, huh? But they said even though he was blind, he would still pray for the blind. And the blind that he prayed for, even when he was blind, would receive their sight and be healed. Proof enough, it's not up to me and it's not up to you. But when we believe God, all things are possible unto him that believes. If you can believe today or tonight, nothing is impossible with you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Another man separate from all of that situation. He heard the testimony. He heard the preaching that you could be healed. And I don't know what his uh, belief in God, I don't know what his faith was, but he had faith that he could be healed of his blindness. Totally separate, like I said, from these men. But he was totally blind. He actually did not even have eyeballs. He was born without eyeballs. His, he could touch the eye sockets. He could touch the skin over his eye sockets, and he could, there was a coldness there because there were no eyes there. There were no eyeballs there. But he believed the word that he heard in, in, in the healing power of Jesus, and so he just started confessing the word. He just started saying, I'm healed in Jesus' name, and he just started confessing every day as he would go out throughout his home and confessing, and one day he touched his eyes, and they kind of felt warm right there. He had never felt warm on his eyelids before. Well, he wasn't able to see, but that was a change. And he just kept confessing positive things. I'm healed, I'm healed, and I'm, uh, I'm going to see. And he kept saying things like that. Crazy, isn't it? There's some crazy kind of faith that some people have. But I'll tell you, that's a kind of crazy faith that can see things turn around. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, there was a day that he put his finger up there and he began to feel under his eyelid. He could feel like this little tiny 
like a little tiny ball. He could feel something. He could kind of move it around under there. It was like a little tiny eyeball. He didn't know. He couldn't see, of course. And, but as time, that little thing would grow. And then as weeks went on, he started doubting. He said he started doubting for some reason and just doubt, doubt came into his heart. And those little, what he believed to be eyeballs, they started reducing in size. They started going away and he got upset. He said, I've got to believe God's word. I've got to start speaking the word again. And he did. And, and they started growing again. And one day when he woke up in the morning, <clears throat> the Lord spoke to him when he woke up and said, son, open your eyes for I have healed you. And he opened his eyes and he stood up and he had 20-20 vision. God had created from nothing completely without even eyeballs in the eye socket, cold on the skin, God created eyeballs. I'm telling you, we live a God that's still the creator. He can do anything. I read a story about a man that was born with club feet. And in the story, he talked about how he was embarrassed by his feet. and Of course, didn't go out, you know, showing them. But he, he heard the word preached and he was hearing this kind of preaching, and he started confessing and, and, and believing and reading the scriptures on the subject. And, and week after week, he just kept saying it and believing it. And one morning, he woke up, and he sat up on the side of the bed like he said my custom was. I just kind of sit there and, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, get, get my equilibrium, you know, uh, together and uh, kind of relax for a moment before I get going. And he said, I looked down at my feet, and he said, my feet were normal. He said, my feet were perfect in the middle of the night. You said, well, I don't believe it. Well, then you're probably not going to get your miracle. <laughs> Amen. We've got to believe what God can do because God does strange things. These are what we call wonders, signs, miracles, and wonders. They just make you wonder, wow, that's something. That's what that is. It's finished. The work's finished. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I see unto you what things so every desire. Somebody say Desire. Do you desire healing, desire to be past where you are now and say, listen, this thing that's bothering me, this thing that's troubling me, I desire for that thing to be gone. Huh? What is that thing that pounds at you all the time, that, that monkey on your back, whatever it is that's just nagging at you all the time? That don't, you don't have to live that way. You do not have to live that way. I'm telling you tonight, in Jesus' name, whatever that is, that can be gone tonight. If you believe with me and believe with the rest of this church, you're going to walk out different. You're going to walk out. You're going to walk out free from that. Yes, you are, in Jesus' name. <clears throat> what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, this is so key. We need Mark eleven twenty four faith. And if there's anything, if there's a verse that you need to memorize in, my, in your Bible, in my opinion, is Mark eleven twenty four. What things soever you desire when you pray, the things that you pray, what do you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. When should you believe it? When should you believe that you receive them? When you pray. When you pray, believe that you receive them. When you pray, believe that you receive them. Don't pray that you're going to receive them, but when you pray, believe that you receive them because it is finished. 
So I'm praying tonight for a certain thing, and right now I believe that I'm receiving it. Why? Because it is finished. It's not going to be finished. It's not going to happen. It has happened. It may not feel like it yet. It may not materialize yet. None of that. I may not be able to touch it or experience it yet. My senses may not agree with it yet, but my faith in the Word of God, my sixth sense, sense says it is finished. I believe what thus saith the word of the Lord. You've got to believe it in the present tense. A preacher came to our church many years ago. He was from the deep south. Man, he was a faith preacher. Oh, I love to hear him preach. Oh, my. We had a revival with him. Boy, by the time we got done, you felt like you could just go up there and capture the moon. But he told when he was a boy, they lived out on a farm and they were very, very poor. You know, they didn't have all the accessories that we have in life. And, um, of course, probably none of us or few of us have experienced anything like he experienced living as poor as they did on the farm. And, you know, they had one cow, and the cow provided the milk. And um, they didn't have the store to run down to. They they were too poor to buy anything if they had a store. So they had a cow for their milk. And, and, uh, of course, their milk was important, just like our milk is important. And your water from your faucet's important. And all the things you have, we're used to them, aren't we? And we take them for granted. But one day, his dad walked out uh, to where the, where the cow was and the little farm they had. And he noticed that the cow was laying down on the, on the ground. And he looked over and it got down on his knees. And, and his, his dad noticed that the cow was not breathing. The cow was dead. The cow was cold. It was dead. I don't know how it died, but it died. But his dad, being a Holy Ghost filled Jesus' name, man, uh, he, he just believed the word of God. And he just put his hands on that old cow. And he just began to pray in Jesus' name and uh, began to rebuke death and command that cow to live and speak to that thing and believe that God would raise that cow up. Uh, Amen. And all of a sudden that cow just kind of ad-libbed a little bit, fluttered its eyes and wagged its tail and moved its udders and oh my, it was all excited and the cow just stood up and jumped and jumped over the moon and everything was fine and oh, they had milk again. Hallelujah. Is that all right? It's a true story. Except for that last part, I was just ad-libbing. (laughs) that's right recently heard a story about a preacher he was overseas preaching one of our apostolic brethren you may have heard the story and um, I don't know the young lady walked up to him and says you know uh, brother he says she says I have I don't have a sense of smell I I was born without a sense of smell and I, I can't smell anything I can't smell cologne I can't smell food and uh, he, she said, can God do that? Can God give me a sense of smell? And I don't remember his exact answer, but uh, they began to pray. And they laid hands on her, and the group there, and he did, and they laid hands on her right there. And, um, and, uh, and they got done praying, and one of the sisters ran back to her purse and got one of those little bottles of uh, uh, oils. What do you call those oils? Essential oils, yeah. Really smelly things, right? And gave it to the young lady, and she put it on her nose, and she began to shout for the first time she could smell. God instantly restored her smell. 
Amen. If God can do it for one person, he can do it for another person. He's no respecter of persons. He is a respecter of faith. But if we can get a little bit of faith, we might be like the man uh, that said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. And he had enough that Jesus could work with. I said he had enough that Jesus could work with. And you may not have any faith going tonight, and I may not have any faith going tonight, but there may be somebody next to you that's got some faith going that's really going to help you get through tonight. Or it's maybe you that's going to help somebody get through tonight. Amen. So what we need to do is put our faith together and believe for somebody tonight that somebody in this house is going to get their victory, that somebody's going to walk away in their deliverance. Amen. Their addiction is going to be defeated in this service tonight. I'll give you one more testimony I read about, uh, I think, in the last week. But I saw a picture. They had a picture with it. They put it online of a lady. It was years ago. But there was at a camp meeting, and the lady was in a wheelchair, and she looked like what they said. She was skin and bones. They didn't say she had cancer, but that's the first thing you think of. She just looked like she was dying of cancer, and they said she was dying. She was so bad there at the camp meeting in the wheelchair that the family and friends came to her and said, listen, let's just take you to the hospital. Let's, let's just get you out of here where you can rest. And she refused and said, no, I want to stay in this service. And she was even to the point, even to the point where her hands were drawing in. Does anybody know what I'm talking about when I say that? I watched my mom die, see, and I watched that moments before she died, and her hands were drawn, drawn in. And that's what was happening to that lady. That's how close to death she was. But Brother Stone King was there, and he walked up behind her and put his hand on her head and prayed, and he walked away. And it was several minutes later, that woman stood up and was healed, miraculously healed. The next day, she was serving in the camp meeting kitchen, serving food and helping in the kitchen. I'm telling you, God can do anything. If God can raise Lazarus from the dead, if Jesus can raise himself up, amen, without any help or assistance from anybody, oh, there's no telling tonight what he's going to do in this house. What he's already done, no doubt what he's already done in this place. <clears throat> it's, it's already finished. We might as well accept it. It's finished. It's finished. My wife says to me all the time about every night, she said, it's finished. Come to the table. It's done. What am I going to sit there and wait? Well, I, I, well, let me know when it's done. Am I going to argue with her? No. I'm going to get up out of my chair, and I'm going to go to that table because it's finished. I believe the word that she spoke. It is finished. It's time to dine, honey. It's time to come and eat. Everything's on the table. Oh, Jesus. Can we lift our hands and just love the Lord for a moment? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word tonight, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, tonight. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me give you this one thing. There's, there's more than one, but I'm going to give you this one thing that will help you. If you don't know it already, uh, this will be good for you to know. Uh, sometimes we, we lose our healing because we limit God to an instant miracle. And God does instant miracles. I talked about several tonight. And I could talk about my own, and you could probably talk about your own. But I decided tonight to not talk about any of my own. I didn't want to. 
I figured I'm just going to talk about other people's miracles tonight. And um, because it's not me. It's not me that's doing anything. But you know what? We want to limit God sometimes to a miracle. And if we don't feel a change immediately, then we walk out and say, well, maybe next time. I'm going to get prayer again next week. Or God is going to do it. When we do that, we automatically cancel out what God has done. See, just because you don't feel it doesn't mean he didn't do it. It doesn't mean he did. We, can't, we have to stop living by our feelings. When you live by your senses, you can't live by faith. See, you're, you're seeing, see, you're, you're hearing, your smell, your taste, your feelings. When we live by our five senses, we got to live in that sixth sense, which is called faith. We've got we've to believe beyond our senses. We've got to have an expectation beyond our senses. No, I'm not believing what I hear. I'm not believing what I see. I'm not believing what I feel. I'm believing what thus saith the word of the Lord. It is finished. It is finished. It's done. It's done. It's time to come to dinner. It's finished. You're healed. It's, that's right. You're delivered tonight. Will you accept it? Will you believe it to that fact? Will you believe it to that point that you're going to walk out here and own it regardless of how you feel? Because some people do get an instant miracle of healing. And some people get a Mark 16 healing or a Mark 16 deliverance where it comes over days or weeks, and it's a gradual thing. I've had those in my life, and it was God that did them. I'm talking about not even with the help of doctors. I'm talking about God alone, but it wasn't miraculous in the sense of now, amen, that it manifested immediately, but it took time. But I had to keep my faith steady, and you've got to keep your faith steady in those times, and you've got to claim it, and you've got to speak to it. And every day you've got to say, it is finished. It's not going to be finished. It is finished. It is done. It's not on the stove, honey. It's on the table. <clears throat> Let's all stand. Thank you, Jesus. Can we lift our hands and just love the Lord for a moment? Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, tonight. We thank you for what you've already done in this house, <clears throat> what you've already done. People are already feeling better. That's right. Negative feelings have already been dispersed. They've already departed from some. That's right. That's right. Fears, anxieties are defeated in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <coughs> in Jesus' name. Now, for you that want to just come and bring this thing that it is finished, it is finished, and you want to come and you want to bring that thing. Just come up here and stand. It could be anything. It could be something I've named. It could be a million other things. Feel free to come and stand. Just come and stand and lift your hands. Lift your hands. And tonight, we're going to agree together tonight that it is finished. We're going to agree. It is done. It is literally done. It's not going to be done next week. It's not going to be done next time. It is done. It is finished. It is mine. I own it. It's got my name on it. I've got the box in my hand. I'm taking it home. It is mine in Jesus' name. Let's praise him for Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift 
when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.